it off, Gabe. Turn it off. Pull the cord. Your umbilical cord? Good. No. That, sh that shouldn't no. still be there. The cord was attached to the coat hanger. I was trying to fish me out. It's just a door trick. So fucked up! We don't have an intro. What's up, my beautiful honeys? Oh, <laughs> keep going. Today, we are watching the original Space Trilogy. Space movie. Space Balls. Not the first, but it's the best. Oh shit, I put the wrong movie in. Spaceballs on VHS. MGM Comedy Night feature. Just kidding. Colin's joking. We're actually watching. Thanks, 1138. Yep. THX. What now? 111. No. Wait, we need to. I'm gonna. We need to. Uh, I meant to do this to tell you guys this earlier, but we need to. Uh, since in honor of the title being THX, we all need to go like. Show where it's the robot shaking a a, a moo hand, you know, the little you cow hand can thing. What? Yeah, cow I remember, remember that? that. Wait, say it again. The cow can. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's it. I didn't, I like couldn't understand your saying because your mouth was full of burger. What'd you say? It's actually full of fries, but the cow robot, can. the fat robot comes out and is like fucking around with the THX thing, but for some reason. Uh, has this like can, like a little like tuna can looking thing in his hand with like a cow print on it, and he's like playing with it, tilting it upside down, and it starts mooing. And uh, as the thing starts mooing, then I guess he like figures out how to fix the THX thing, and it's it's funny, it's cute. I don't know. I, I remember, no, I remember it. I'm just yeah. trying to remember which movies it precedes. Like, those are the ones that have like Pixar. Is it a Pixar movie? I think so. Honestly, yeah. Hmm, so I was saying I like the Pixar movie. It's better. definitely a thing. If you type in mm -hmm. THX Mucan, I think you'll find it pretty quick. But anyway, a little later. All let's talk about the company THX is because we're watching a movie called THX Eleven Thirty Eight tonight, and it is the Lord Jukus premiere. <laughs> His first movie. We're gonna get our Lord John. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know shit about it. Except for that it's about love, apparently. Love? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. So Tori might actually... Is that a space movie? Tori, it is a space movie. Space it's, love? It's a dystopian yeah. future. I'm so pumped. It's a dystopian future where love is banned. So, like, the so it's the opposite... porn? No, yeah, no. It's the opposite of Brave New World. It's a dystopia where there's no sex. So in Brave New World, there's sex all the time, everywhere with everyone. But this is like the anti-Brave New World, pretty okay. much, from what I've heard. Really? From what I've heard, yeah. Absolute New World. <laughs> oh gosh, I've heard this movie's really good. Um, based on YouTube, based on YouTube comments. 
the number one source of all things educational. Was this a major release or like a film school project? It's got Robert Duvall in it. He's the star. So it must have been kind of It big. has our man Donald Pleasance. Yeah, Donald so it has Pleasance is in it. Dr. Loomis and the president from Escape from New York. Yeah. So he's like he's a pretty pretty big deal. Like he's been he's been in big movies, he's been in B movies. He's Donald Pleasance. Yeah, Pleasant it's, actor. It's not it's not any just like small school film or anything. This is definitely like a funded project that people were interested in. Hmm. So it's it's like his directorial debut to the big screen before Star Wars. Do you know which studio produced it? No idea. Um, find the DVD case. Yeah, it should sit on the case. Where'd you pick this up, Gabe? Uh, the library. Ah. I would say which library, but we're not disclosing location. Yeah. No one wants to oh, it's Warner Brothers. It's presented by Warner Brothers Pictures. Oh, cool. An American Zoetrope production. American what? Zoetrope. Oh. A zoetrope is like... Oh. It's basically like a really old style anim- animation toy, pretty much. But I don't know. Since we know nothing about this, should I, should I read the back of the back of the case? No. Sure. Oh, <laughs> no. Never mind. Colin, what do you say? My Majority show. rule. <laughs> You're the one who told me that I'm gonna hate this movie. Well, should we hate all the movies? I guess right? Oliver has the executive yeah. decision because this is a show. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Nope. Don't do it. Okay, right. we're not reading it. Exactly. We're going in blind. Gotta please everybody. Going in dry. But apparently, yeah, it's just kind of like it's kind of an old, like you know, just dystopian style story. A sexless dystopian future. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty uninteresting with the absence of sex, but yeah, there's only two things I care about in my movies, and that's sex and basements. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, of course. <laughs> Preferably scenes that combine both. Yeah. Ooh, I just put my coffee on myself. <laughs> oh my god. Can I have a paper towel? <laughs> yes. Actually, can I have a paper towel as well? I'm making a mess of myself. Oh my god. Is it because we're talking about sex, Colin? I'm just really excited about this burger. And burgers make me think of sex. And that's why it's right. Victoria, you get one too, just for safe pleasure. Because apparently everyone needs one. Oliver, I'm sorry. If you want to read the back of the movie, you can. Too late. I agree. It's too late. We can't go back. All right, guys. Perfect. Tell you I what. I'll read, read it, but I won't read it aloud. Ready? All right, everyone watch. Tell us when you're done. I'm not done yet. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, we're good. How was it? It was good. Uh, Is it a comedy? Oh, yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Thanksgiving film. That's why it's called Thanks 1138. Oh, ha, 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 ha. I like that. I like you, Gabe. Sometimes right. I pick up.
picture us in a sexless dystopian future. Just you and me. That's good. <laughs> Tori's dying to get into it, I guess. I just want to tell you how much I hate it. It's over. I'm just waiting for it. Well, how about you tell us how much need, you hate it now? We need now. Tori to offset our good, our positive I'm, score. I'm just at the point. I'm just at the point now where I don't even look up anything about the movie because I know if I say one thing about it, Tori's gonna be like, "Why'd you spoil it for me?" Yeah, what's the point of watching movie? Why'd you spoil spoiled. it for me? Well, also you're you probably really doing the sound that. of her voice too. <laughs> what? My name's Tori Rainey. Why'd you spoil it Better for than, me? Um, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Post. Mm-hmm. Alright, let's just start it since fucking Tori is running the show now, I guess. You want, you, want <laughs> you want my mic and laptop? You can start doing this on your own time? Sure. Right. That sounds great. Send us off, Tori. Good. Film, and on that uh, note, what will you call your podcast? My beautiful mm-hmm. honeys. This is. Tori. Just your name's Tori. Podcast. I don't know. I'll think about it. Oh. That'd be good. That's a horrible podcast name. Tory story. That is, that is what this is. And on that note, thanks for uh, being here, everyone, on Tory story. Um, Oliver sucks. And, and Colin blows. Colin blows. Bye-bye. After. Yeah. Is space game? Yeah. Hmm. That explains the... 90s CG George Lucas director's cut. I was curious about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was looking up at the end. It had me the entire time. I thought, wow, these effects are amazing for an early 70s movie. This is is just incredible. But that's a lot of early early to mid-90s animation. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Some of it. That movie was kind of just fine. For me, a lot of the concepts are really cool. Oh, definitely. Uh, it was a trial and a treat for sure. Yeah, I feel like if it were executed just a little bit better, it would have mm-hmm. been like really good. But there are times where it was way too jumpy. I felt it's like right. scenes were just like pow 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 pow, like with very little like it development, uh, and then some scenes just dragged on forever. I definitely second that. I felt like there were a lot of times where I thought I knew what was going on, and then, and then it just there were some scenes that are it's information overload, mm-hmm. and then I get so lost and I'm not quite sure like what the hell is happening. Well, I feel, but I don't understand what I just watched. Kind of like when it, you got to the it's... the white space. Yeah, everybody. I, like, That's when the film kind of hit like a thud for me. Honestly. I think so too because. Because that's when um, SEN was trying to explain whatever the hell his plan was, which I mm-hmm. missed all of. Because in the background, you know, Sid Haig's character is trying to, like, rape that girl. And then there's all kinds of other shit going on. The big crazy dude is just, mm-hmm. like, mumbling and jumbling. And it's, right. it's just too much to process. Well, it's clear that the overall point of the movie was to show this guy that wanted to get out of this society and I think that yeah, the scene with the white def- s- the scene with the white space was meant to like I think show that 
there were people that had sort of the same sort of inclinations as him. Um, mm-hmm. The misfits. Yeah. Right. Which I thought was interesting when they brought a, a, a dwarf into the scene. It seemed kind of derogatory, but probably intentionally so. Mm-hmm. It's probably about idea. as edgy as it got for early 70s discrimination. Right. Yeah. One of the coolest ideas, I thought, was how the society was just, like, using all these drugs to keep people under control. Right. And the moment one person figured that out, it was sort of this chain reaction of, like, getting all these people to sort of go against the drugs and stuff like that. Like, because right. uh, LUH, Non-compliance. L-U-H, was, yeah. like, switching um, THX's drugs out. Mm-hmm. And then that's what caused him to, like, start feeling bad, quote-unquote. And mm-hmm. um, I don't understand. So did he have kidney failure? Was there actually something wrong with him? Because mm-hmm. it said it, there was a problem with his left, left kidney. kidney. as being defective. Huh. Probably as a result of you know, such a crazy chemical imbalance that they kept mentioning. You know, misappropriating yeah. the drugs you're taking would result in a crazy mm-hmm. chemical imbalance. Well, I wouldn't think it would be a chemical imbalance. I thought like that was their way of saying like something's wrong with you, even though you're clearly normal. Could be because and we'll throw you in the bin of misfits. Because like everybody was like everybody was sedated, right? (laughs) It uh. I wanna be sedated. Yes. Um. There are definitely, there are definitely points where it moves too fast. You're actually like going. Sorry, you barely did. I'm like laying down. There, there, are de- there are too many moments where the movie slows down to, you know, a screeching halt almost, and there's just mm-hmm. kind of nothing going on, and then throw that in with a bunch of moments that move too fast, and you end up with, uh, kind of a disorienting movie, which I think. I think it is is very intentional. I noticed a lot of the camera work, especially around the white space, was incredibly uh, disorienting, and it broke a lot of rules about how to, you know, how to film mm-hmm. subjects, especially when they're moving. You know, it, it breaks that rule of you know, flipping the camera around more than one hundred and eighty degrees, because then you lose a sense of direction. Right. And they did that a lot, and I think that that was pretty effective. I think. The white space scenes that were effective is is when he, he and S E N were not in, the, you know the little commune with everybody, but actually doing their own thing. I thought that's probably the most effective part, mm-hmm. just because of the camera work and the lighting. And it was, I I had no idea what the hell again S E N was babbling on about it. All right. I could notice is that he, he keeps dropping so much food, <laughs> like yeah. the entire way he's like, I don't know. That seemed kind of odd. Yeah. Um, some sort of weird distraction, maybe from his character. At. I thought it was supposed to be like some sort of hint at like a breadcrumb trail. That's what I was thinking too. To get back to where they were, if they were to get lost. Could be like there's a point where he, like when when he when uh when THX is you know saying you know hey I'm I'm about to bounce so I'm taking off, and he's like oh hold on okay wait a minute and then goes and gets like all his food and immediately drops eight pieces of food on the ground just like oh. Okay, and then throughout throughout their uh, you know journey to you know back to society, he, he probably drops another eight pieces, which was definitely way more than he actually grabbed. <laughs> but I mean, whatever. 
to be sure, but um, no, it it, ha it has a lot of this film has a lot of interesting camera effects, a lot of, oh, lots of really weird avant-garde close-ups. Where was that cinematography in Star Wars, dude? Absinthe. Like that would have made like Star oh. Wars is already so good, but mm -hmm. like with better camera work, it would have been like Impeccable. next level. Yeah, this had better writing and better pacing. This would, you know, beat Star Wars but I, I think. Honestly, like, as soon as the film started, I looked at the back of the case just to see who wrote the screenplay, and George Lucas co-wrote the screenplay with someone. Walter Murch. Walter Murch. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that's the name. But, like, I will say at the very beginning of the film, with almost, with, like, just very little, very minimal dialogue, you almost instantly get what's going on like there's some sort of society in which everyone's sedated like you know free thought is kind of condemned um just this sort of thing and now you think of like the later george lucas films and the prequels where the dialogue is really stilted <laughs> like treating like you know kind of you know holding the hand of the audience like this is what's happening like that sort of thing right but jar jar binks <laughs> But with this, it was just like, yeah, it's very avant-garde. You won't you won't hear any effects team saying every scene is so dense like they were in the prequels. Yeah. But like, can we talk for a minute about the the porn hologram and the <laughs> the uh, suction thing that was beating him off on the in the living room of his uh, little. Oh apartment i liked it's I, pretty bizarre so it was bizarre but i really liked mm -hmm. it because literally everything in their society is automated including right. the police mm -hmm. and oh yeah and their job or at least the job that we saw was automation to right. make the automated police officers yeah right i thought I, that was one of the things i really liked was even when he was like at the doctor getting like all those shots and stuff it was like machines doing everything right which was like the only thing that humans have is work which is like a pretty cool i don't know if i might be just reading into it but it's just like a i think it's a statement on what sort of george lucas might have been thinking about at the, at right. the time of this movie like because the, the whole time you heard multiple points throughout the movie it was just like work and be happy Robo right. Jesus, yeah, uh, <laughs> or Ohm, as his name is. Oh, was it? Ohm? Yeah, it's like crazy, like just, mm -hmm. just because everyone's all about just like automation now and getting things when you want and having everything done for you. But think right. about what that takes away from the small parts of your life. Like that's right. when when everything is automated because you know it's gonna be. Mm -hmm. All we're going to have is just work. Like, everything's just going to seem like work. Making the I hope the police officers are more effective. <laughs> that was actually a big drawback for me, is there's so much emphasis on the production of the officers, and they're fucking terrible. Like, they can't do anything. They're yeah, like they the get battle droids. Done. Roger, Roger. I, they, I, love, even, I love so much how they... Please come back. Please come back. We promise like they were, we they were like, the nicest people in the whole, mm -hmm. like, yeah. quote-unquote, in the whole movie. It was strange. Right. I wonder if... I, I like they looked really I, menacing and emotionless. It was awesome. I, I think it kind of gave them a culty vibe. Absolutely, like, we're doing this for your betterment, like sort of thing. We just want to help you. Yeah, 
Now drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> I thought they, I, st- I still think they would have been better if they were at least a little more surprisingly aggressive in some instances. Like right. They yeah. overall seemed, you know, kind of, you know, uh, lethargic. And oh, it would have been nice, because I think there are a couple scenes that would have, that, you know, kind of warranted a more aggressive tone from an authoritative figure right. like an officer, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, like, you know, the physical, um, you know, embodiment of the, the authority in this movie is the officer, because right. everything beyond that's a, a microphone or, a, you know, a headset and somebody in a server room. Right. And it's like, it's like you're a, the own, op- the own officers are so ineffective that as soon as they uh, go 5% over budget, they uh, switch to the, to, to the next case. Right. They, you know, terminate the project. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Oh, definitely. I will say it's a very good-looking movie. Like, I love, like, the visual aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It's held up really well, even the scenes that, you know, didn't have the... the the 90s CGI. Well, right. I think the, the original scene held up better than the 90s CGI. It's, yeah. The movie started so strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when we were view, viewing that explosion and all, all the carnage through the CRT TVs. And right. This is, this is great. And the, the weird close-ups of him building the, building the police officers. It was... Oh, definitely. That, I was hooked from the beginning. And it just... It's one of those things where it started out, I think, with a bit of a sprint and just kind of got kind of self-absorbed in its, mm-hmm. you know, weird little plot that it started to be, started to, you know, it was too hard to follow. Right. Right? It's trying to maybe voice too many messages or commentate on too much. It seems like this would have been a perfect adaptation for a I hate to say it, but a Netflix series, just because they're trying to right. cram it. And it's a short movie, as mm-hmm. far as movies go, 88 minutes. Right. And I don't know that I want it to be longer, because it is slow Yeah. overall. But um, It could have been better paced in places. I think sure. so, too. And I think the dialogue shouldn't have been as uh, jumbly. Yeah. Sure, yeah. You know, some Maybe. of it was good, some of it was just... You can't have kind of all of it. I feel like the whole movie was just a whole bunch of scenes that they kind of were like, that'll go after this scene. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and definitely. Then, like, like, not even like the pace, but the transitions were just yeah. kind of <laughs> not good. They were <laughs> right. Poor, poor guy editing. This is probably one of those movies where they had like a million hours of footage. <laughs> they could have made, you know, a thousand different movies just yeah. for the sure. cuts. Sorry, what were you saying, Jordan? I don't know. Just the whole time, I was, I like that you said it was like disorienting because that's how I was feeling. But I also felt like it was making fun of itself because like the whole thing was based on, not based on, but it was based around like the officers because you know they were producing them. And, but then the officers were so ineffective. It was like they were making fun of them because they're like mm-hmm. malfunctioning and running into walls and. Yeah falling over themselves and but I love how obvious it was <laughs> that they were people with masks on and not really robot. I don't know, it was just Oh that yeah. That bummed me out. I thought the, the guys acting as the cops could have been a little more convincing. Oh definitely. That's what I'm saying. Though, you could have time traveled and watched Robocop. The thing that bothered <laughs> me about them is uh, if they were supposed to be robots, you saw them doing like leisurely activities like leaning on walls yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like 
And they didn't communicate with each other like a machine would, you yeah. know? Like, they might, this might just be a nitpick, but, like, seeing a robot, I expect him to be, like, zzz, like, rigid. Like, yeah. zzz, zzz, like right. right. I don't want him, like, a robot doesn't need to, like, lean against a wall. Or, like, and the ar- sway his arms yeah. as much. I don't the, know. The argument could be made that that was, like, the design and relevance to the society, but, like, right. um, if you're wanting me to believe that the that's that this place is run by machines, like, that's, that's just something you could have done to, like, make it more believable. Absolutely, exactly. 100%. But I do, beyond the fact that the cops were, the people, the people acting as the officers were doing a pretty shitty job being robots. Um, I did, sometimes it, I don't know, I go back and forth between, I wish the cops were better, but the fact that they were really shitty, I think it is, um, it kind of highlights the social commentary in, well, in all yeah, of this. Yeah, think about it. It's like not a viable outcome. What I was saying earlier, like the ro- the robot cops are the only thing that was made by humans, and they right. suck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's true. Like think about it like that. Yeah, good point. That is a good point. Just a bunch of C three POs walking around. I there's oh, that was literally just like that could have been a Star Wars prequel in and of itself. If Absolutely. You're, if you're just right. talking about like designs. Mm-hmm. Like everything was like they had the holograms. They had oh the, yeah, a bunch of C three POs running around everywhere. They had the all white like the stormtroopers. It was mm-hmm. it was just like man, I could just see the influence because oh, I definitely. mean George Lucas has been working on Star Wars since he was like fifteen. So yeah. I mean, it's it's not like Star Wars didn't exist at that time. He sure. was definitely using the influence and his ideas right. in, in that movie and. I, I suppose that's what led him to be able to eventually create Star Wars. You know what I really liked in this movie, and it's definitely very reminiscent of Star Wars, is the sound design. I thought oh, the, the sound, sound design was pretty was great. Cool. All the weird beeps. Like I bet they had to work really hard to, um, you know, figure out how to. Like the cars they were using are like you know old forties, fifties race cars. Well, that's probably that's probably like a sixties Ferrari or something like that. You know, um, which would be very loud to film, especially when they're driving it at those speeds. I mean, those cars, in reality, have no exhaust almost because yeah. they're just for racing. Um, so to, to totally reimagine, like, I noticed there's one scene when they're flying, he's flying down the tunnel in the car, and they had to, like, fake in the sound of, like, this, like, jet engine thing shifting because the actual car was shifting and you know you know stunts itself every time it shifts it, the body pops up a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. I thought and they replaced it with like a pew pew I'm like oh that's kind of cool yeah but I love seeing old older movies depictions of the future <laughs> yeah oh, definitely <laughs> it's 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 cuz like one of the things that I think is hilarious is they still like a movie that was made in the 70s depicting whatever year this was set in. Yeah. You still have, like, the round, square, like, TV uh-huh. screens, and mm-hmm. everything is just lights and buttons. And, right. Uh, it's just hilarious <laughs> and really cool to me that, like, they can, they've only based the future off of what they have at that <laughs> yeah. time. Definitely. It's, like, really weird. Mm-hmm. 
it's like I don't know. I think it's cool. I just love seeing it. Right. And, uh, like I always bring this up, but Blade Runner is another example. Yeah. Where like especially in that scene where he's trying to find, uh, it's like that scene where like you can enlarge the image or yeah. whatever. Uh huh. Like that little machine is like <laughs> that thing's not gonna exist in. Oh, definitely. Uh, it's the Photoshop. Like. <laughs> right. It's the Photoshop prototype. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just cool to me to see how people think of the future back then. Oh, like, definitely. you look at cartoons like the Jetsons, and they're just flying around in little gray, like, spaceship cars mm-hmm. that are just, like, not, they're not aerodynamic at all. Right. They just kind of, like, look like what vehicles back then looked like. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think it's just interesting to look at. Definitely. But going back to, uh, like, the Star Wars relation, um, I just think that uh, I was disappointed that this wasn't set in space because I thought it was. Oh. And uh, I thought there was going to be spaceships and shit, but <laughs> nope. Oh, man. I was fine with it not being... It, yeah. it was it was nice to get to the end of the movie and finally get some fucking cars. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful frame. Oh, oh man. So that was like the point. Like everything in the thing in the facility was all white and then he finally sees the giant red and orange sun. You know what's funny is it it, it this movie seems really um, highly critical of like, you know, American consumerism and Yeah. And all of that. But I was then, thinking of they live a lot throughout this whole movie. Yeah. Ex- well and but like then it, it kind of, you know, ironically fetishizes, you know, the the uh, embodiment of the American dream in the end and that it was to get the hell out of the out of our, you know, industrial cities mm-hmm. because they had become intolerable to live in and right. to go explore the vast, you know, rolling countryside that is the United States. And it's exactly what they do in this. He's trying to escape the city and he, he finds nature, he finds the sun and all this, you right. know, things that he never would have been able to comprehend living in his, you know, um, you know, this production mecca. So right. It's it's funny that it, it criticizes what it ends up promoting in the end. So. Anyway. A for effort. I think right. the idea was there. Testing. I like was really on the fence about this movie when it was over, but. Talking about it more, I'm really, I'm gradually starting to appreciate it a lot better. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think plot-wise it was a little convoluted, but at the same time, like, this has been done before. Like, I think well, Brave New World, also, like, Anthem by Ayn Rand, like, hmm. looks like that, where it's just, like, everyone's kind of a collective body and, you know, subordinate, and then there's that one guy who's kind of self-aware and he wants to, like, break free of that and of get course. out of it. Very... Very typical dystopian film, but I think it, I think it really like shown in the visuals because that's since the plot has kind of more or less been done for before. It's I think you know the visuals make it kind of worth it. Absolutely, definitely worth a watch. For it's, sure, this film's not for everybody fun. though. No, I would say like I can see how this would be hard to sit through for you know. The majority of people but yep people don't like they can't stand old movies anymore i think if you're somebody who likes to think I was, and ponders this i was getting stuff, heavy though, I, was, dig it. I was getting heavy cooper vibes from this movie yeah i was oh, too i was too like i could definitely see 2001 space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Like, i don't know if 
he took influence or what, but I de- could definitely see some sort of relation to, at least in directing style. Of Especially with the modern architecture. Yeah. Yeah. Which that was really cool too. There's only a couple shots that showed it, but right. like the layout of the building and like the elevators and cars and right. garage and stuff, that all was awesome. Oh, definitely. For anyone listening to this show that doesn't know, me, Colin, and Gabe are architect. We have degrees in architecture. Mm-hmm. So we noticed that stupid bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's ingrained in our, our minds. We're wired to notice shit like that. I also Oops. really enjoyed how fast-paced uh, everything was outside of, like, just, like, people walking. Mm-hmm. Like, because when we did see those shots, it was like, zoom, 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 Like, right. which I think just feeds into the whole idea of everything being so automated. Right. Um, I thought of, <laughs> you guys are going to hate me for this, but <laughs> I thought of that one part of the B movie <laughs> where he's like, where he's like, don't you think everything works a little too well around here? It's like, what? Give me one example. And all the cars are just like, <laughs> <laughs> like just seamlessly merging in between each other. That's what I thought of when I saw the uh, like traffic streets for the first time. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> Good. I haven't seen the movie in far ages. Away we are yeah. from things like that with automated driving now. I mean, wow. it's pretty much already here. Oh, no thanks. My neighbors just bought a Tesla, and mm. they said it has automated steering. So like, yeah. you can't use it in like the city, but if you're on the highway. You can just like press a button and it'll turn like, like stay in your lane for you. Wow! You, you can just like sit with your hands behind your head and have no foot on the gas and it'll They're just drive flawless. for you. There's been some mm-hmm. some negative press. Wait, what? There's been some negative press about the automated driving that Tesla's had. There's been oh, really? some some, uh, some deaths. Mm-hmm. Oh damn! Mm-hmm. Machine getting confused. Never mind then. I do not support Tesla. We are not sponsored by Tesla on this show. <laughs> and we probably won't be now. <laughs> sponsored by Volvo. <laughs> no, we're not. Pretty much. <laughs> you wish we were sponsored by Volvo. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. Need some parts. I need a manual steering rack. Uh, Volvo, Volvo, if you hear America. this, Colin needs some parts. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Volvo. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Volvo? Yeah. Please, Mr. Volvo is my father. <laughs> Timestamp? Can you see where it's at, Gabe? Where is it? Is it down here? Oh, if you can you just angle the screen up. Yeah. yeah. Just like pull the screen forward. Okay, so we're about twenty-five minutes in, and the intro is about ten. So, you guys have got anything else to talk about? Not so much that we haven't already, haven't already, kind of dived into. I think it, it's one of those movies where it's all there, but too much of it is there. And I think mm-hmm. perhaps this was maybe, I don't know the, if to call it Lorge, Lorge uh, Jukas' baby or somebody else's baby who was on the production team here. But I think, and maybe it's just, it's because it's the director's cut. That's also something to consider. Yeah. Um, right. It just, it feels like a information overload. He's just cramming shit in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... That's how you can tell that someone really cared about it and really slaved over, you know, writing this for a long time, maybe. Yeah. Uh, because it's uh, it's almost like they're afraid to, you know, but they always say in 
in architecture school, don't be afraid to kill your darlings, you know, kind of trash some don't of your Don't be afraid work. to kill your younglings. you <laughs> <laughs> kill your, your bad ideas, but um, definitely, definitely a case of that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see any younglings get killed in this movie. <laughs> That's good. Gotta knock some points Where off. Did... Younglings. Nope. Where were the basements? No basements. No basements. Ah. Well, you can make an argument that the whole facility was a basement. Cause it was That's on, true. It was under oh, the garage. True. Basement, the movie. Tor, did you like this movie or not, did not like this movie? I did not hate it. I definitely liked it more. <laughs> I, did not, I did not hate it. Tor. I liked it more so at it's the beginning. And then I got really lost. <laughs> and then I wanted it to be I got. I got lost, too. I, re- I think the message and um, production was really cool. I think just if it was explained a little bit more clearly. Yeah, but I also feel like they explained the message in the first, like, ten minutes of the movie, and then it was, like, all of this extra stuff that... That's yeah, it, was, it, was it felt like staring reinforcing, at... reinforcing, but, like, not really helpful. I don't know. It was really convolutedly straightforward. I really want to see the original theatrical release. Why? I'm curious to know what that looks like compared to the director's cut. Maybe there's a weird voice dub over it that... Was forced in by the different? studio. <laughs> George Lucas just talks through it. So in, in this part, I don't know why he let me live. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, ha- this is was one of that reference. I yeah, I don't. What's from? It's from Blade Runner. It's from the theatrical version of Blade Runner. Oh, I haven't seen the theatrical version. At the end, when Roy, uh, uh, wait. I have not wait. seen. Have oh, we watched Blade Runner? Yeah. I've got it. I've got it too. It. So at the end, the when, when it happens at the end, mm-hmm. Harrison Ford is just like, I don't know why he let me live. Like, <laughs> as he's flying away in the spinner. And it's going to oh, be terrible. Yeah. That's what <laughs> oh, I right. Is it, yeah, didn't it bomb because of the original ending sucked? And the, when the director's yeah. release came out, it was like, oh my god. Oh like my the, god. Very, the very beginning when, uh, so in the final cut, you just see Harrison Ford reading a paper. Yeah, but in the in the theatrical release, he's just like, "My name's Decker. I'm a detective. I hunt, <laughs> so I hunt down robots called replicants. I'm a Blade Runner." It's like weird. It's like, why are you telling us this? <laughs> right. But anyway, uh, you were saying something, Gabe. My thought on this movie is, it's like staring at an awesome picture way too long, <laughs> because like you look at it, and it's like, wow, this is like one of the coolest movies. I've ever seen like just some of the shots were really cool like it had a really cool style the set design was fantastic mm-hmm. yeah. but it just seemed like like you guys said it got the points across and was like yeah. okay like I'm, I'm ready for this to change a little I'm ready for this to yeah yeah, yeah. kind of I totally agree. progress it's weird saying cause it's already so short but I feel like if it were like an hour long it would have served it pretty well Mm-hmm. Like, so make a, short, a great was like uh, a short film. Twilight Zone minutes. episode, honestly. 20, 30 minutes? 20, 30 minutes. Oh. I think they could have gotten everything they needed to. I think they could make it. I think they could keep the length that it has. Just cut out some of the ideas that are distracting you. Maybe. Some of the. Because I thought the yeah. beginning was fast, the middle was really slow. That's yeah. how I felt. Yes. But the, the beginning was my favorite part. Like, I was really intrigued and I was trying to figure out what was going on and then mm-hmm. I got lost and then I got bored. Red Bull Jesus is my favorite part. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about the, uh, uh, what's the, like, robot therapist name? What's Ohm. his name? Ohm? Ohm. Yeah. I couldn't Ohm. stop thinking about the Cinco FaceTime party snoozer. 
<laughs> because the ohm would just keep going like, could you be more specific? I understand. And the FaceTime part, have you seen that? Yes. It's like, so it's a Tim and Eric sketch. <laughs> and uh, it's like a product for when you're like sleepy, but you have people over. So you put on this mask that makes it look like you're awake and it has automated responses. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, like someone will be talking to you and the mask just goes, sure, why not? I understand. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> I'll show it to you after we're done recording. Yes, but um, <laughs> would be funny because that like, sure why not? <laughs> sure why not? Thanks for coming. There's one where it's like, uh, have you tried the bean dip or something like that? <laughs> I, I forget exactly what it says, but <laughs> I do think I do think it was awesome how like that part like how the <laughs> Robo Jesus was talking was like paced because it almost seemed like. He would respond like a little too early or a little too late, so yeah. it made him feel extra automated and yeah. therefore less authentic. Like, like he had program responses just to make him feel better. Yeah, like it's like like all dystopias, it has a bunch of cool ideas and a plot that's been done way too many times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cool movie, cool ideas. Could use a little bit more fleshing out on the storytelling. I'd say it needs to get over itself a little bit. Around six out of ten for me. That's what I was probably gonna say. I'd say seven. Because I like movies more than you, Gabe. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. But I would give it a seven. Okay. Well you can do like a five point five. Five and a half. Okay. Yeah. Still positive score. Still means it's good. Yeah, it's got lots of good stuff. It's just kind of plagued by some a jumbled plot that kind of, you know, keeps kicking a dead horse. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Cool day. Uh, we can end it if you want, unless you have anything else to say. Yeah, I kind of want to watch Tim and Eric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, hey. I want to say, sorry that the episodes are getting a little bit shorter. I'm trying to cut down on time because... Sometimes we're filling the podcast. Or even better, how about you just come on the podcast and give us a Like, hey, let's say, try it out. If you hate the podcast, I want you on the podcast. Okay. I don't want people to know. I have also a funky water at gmail.com. That's what I use for my temporary accounts. Nice. But anyway, we're going to sign off. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode. I love you.